0: ABC Listen, podcasts, radio, news, music and more.
1: Make me feel good. Make
0: me feel good. A podcast to make you feel good. Gloria the pet green tree python, bit of a bit more than she could chew when she decided to chow down on not only her dinner but the puppy pee pad that it was resting on. Animal rescues like these can be challenging, but it's what makes the job so interesting. iffy Glendenning is an avian and exotic veterinary technician. What made you want to become a vet in the first place?
1: Well, that honestly goes back to when I was about four years old um, when my parents caught me catching geckos in the yard and putting them into a makeshift hospital that I made out of a cardboard shoebox. Um, and I think they realised then it was pretty much a foregone
0: conclusion. <laughs> I Um, that. You've got your own (laughs) veterinary business. You're eight years old.
1: (laughs) Ironically, though, I did not go into the veterinary technology degree as my first degree straight out of high school. Mm. I knew I wanted to work with animals, so instead I went into the field of zoology and marine biology, which as its own was absolutely very exciting. A lot of field work, going out bush and finding this wildlife and just being so honoured and able to appreciate them in their natural habitat. I realised in the long run, once I got married, that taking six months to travel out in the bush wasn't all that ideal. Yep. <laughs> so came back to university, still stuck to my roots um, with my appreciation of all things avian and exotics. Did the veterinary technology degree through the University of Queensland and became a veterinary technician.
0: What is it about uh, the avian, being the the birds and the and exotic animals, particularly that that lured you in?
1: I think the most exciting part of my job is you never know what's going to walk through your doors.
0: Mm. Dogs
1: and cats are wonderful, don't get me wrong, and I started my career working in emergency with dogs and cats, but I could start my day seeing a bird, and then seeing a bearded dragon, and then getting a call from a zoo saying they're bringing their bilby in for a checkup, and then having a fish come through in the afternoon. (laughs) That just excites me so much more.
0: When Gloria's brought into you, the 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 green tree python, she's looking gorgeous, but she's got one of those puppy pee pads down her gullet. What are you thinking?
1: Well, to be fair, I had my first reaction when our wonderful reception team took the phone call. Um, Gloria's owner was so conscientious that he fed Gloria, walked away, came back and realised that yes, the food item was missing, but something else was also missing from Gloria's enclosure. And just being able to take uh, that fast response and realise that that had happened, he was able to call our team so we were well prepared. Um, Having said that, it still was quite a shock to the eyes to see this beautiful, normally slender snake have this massive bulge in her midsection, for sure. How
0: much of it had she swallowed?
1: The entire thing. Oh, my God! They're just a tube of muscle, really, and they don't necessarily taste their food, so they just wrap their jaws around whatever food item they're given and anything else that might be attached and just swallow it whole. How do you get it out, Effie? So we were very lucky that it was such a fast response by the owner. This puppy pad hadn't made its way entirely into the intestines as of yet. Mm. So rather than doing a very invasive surgery, which we would have had to do had it gone that far down into Gloria, we were able to do something much less invasive called endoscopy. So we were able to pass a very thin tube with a camera at the end all the way down her esophagus. And along with that thin tube, we had a little grasping forcep at the end. Using that camera, which had a feed connected to a television, we were able to see that puppy pad, grasp it with that little grasping forcep, and gently just pull it back out the mouth.
0: Oh, my gosh. Uh, it was was Gloria under at this? She would have had to have been, wouldn't she?
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> um, so snakes being that tube of muscle, they're a lot stronger than people realise. And mm. without a full anaesthetic, all of that muscle around her esophagus would have just been tightening and preventing us from pulling that large object back
0: out. All right. Now tell us about getting diamond earrings out of an emu. Firstly, <laughs> where did the emu get the diamond earrings? <laughs>
1: Um, From memory, this little emu chick uh, was in care of a wildlife carer at the time. He wasn't old enough to be released yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And this little chick just saw something shiny, and as children tend to do, put the shiny thing in his mouth.
0: (laughs) Yep. Okay, so diamond earrings go. Uh, I can imagine the owner is, wait a minute, there's the emu chick, no diamond earrings, Uh uh-oh. So why not just wait to poop them out?
1: He did, in fact, poop them out. So we took some x-rays, identified that the item that he'd ingested was small enough to pass naturally through the faeces. And this little chick just stayed in hospital with us checking every single poop he did, and we eventually
0: found them. (laughs) Excellent. I don't know if I'd want them back. I suppose. (laughs) Just give him a good old clean. I suppose it's fine. but not sure how I'd feel about putting them back in my ears. after that. Is is the the puppy pee pad the weirdest thing you've seen an animal eat or is there something that trumps that?
1: Look, I do think we very much discredit the average dog and cat that will eat the most bizarre things as well. Um, Mm. Dogs in particular, if it potentially looks like food and smells like food, they assume it's food and they'll just swallow it right down.